Yay! Oh, we did so good. We did so good. That's that. That's that centennial energy there. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 100th episode, Lillian Bustle. Oh my goodness, Jen Ponton. Happy 100th of every fuck. Every last fuck. Good till the last fuck. (laughs) Chock full of fucks. We're a coffee podcast now. (laughs) Let me tell you about this French press. Oh my goodness, 100, 100 episodes, 100 episodes 100. of like, of, of raw emotion, of, uh, of undercooked yolks, <laughs> of, of compartmentalization. And... Our hearts are sunny side up. Ooh. I really love eggs, not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm, this is now an egg egg <laughs> breakfast guest i could too listen i could literally do an entire podcast of my favorite breakfasts across the years That's, oh i don't think we should do absolutely. that today but like i mean boy howdy <laughs> would be a real sharp left turn for this particular day <laughs> although it is april fool's day and so what a time to make a pivot like that oh april fool's day <laughs> I feel every like... day is April Fool's Day for for us. Oh yes, <laughs> I swear, and and I know it just I always come back to the whole Pete Holmes thing where he's like, "You lied to me, and yes. I trusted you, and I'm the asshole. And I'm the asshole <laughs> for believing you. Come on, right, right, <laughs> so true." Thank you, Pete Holmes, for your service <laughs> in in defense of us earnest, tender, open hearts who, yeah, you know, want to believe, oh, my God. Hearts full of albumin. That's the gooey stuff in the egg. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, all everything in an egg is the gooey stuff, but. It's all the gooey stuff, yeah. Uh, unless you overcook your yolk. What the fuck is that shit? Ooh, I like a dry yolk. Oh, you do? Yeah, I mean, I don't oh, like... I don't. I don't like it cooked so hard that it then turns to, like, almost powder in your mouth. Uh, yes, that texture. But I want I it to be... To like, I'll take over hard before runny any day. Oh, like, really? Yeah. No, I love, I love something to sop up my... Uh, to, with which to sop... Wait, hold on. I love something for my toast to do. That's what I'm trying to say. My toast needs a job. Your toast needs needs a job. It does. Can't just my sit toast there is all crunchy. Unemployed. <laughs> Welcome to 2021, toast. <laughs> my toast needs to feel industrious. That's that's fair. I understand. You're trying to. <laughs> do you know that? Um, I, I don't know what just made me think of this, but um, he's he's less about this now. But Don tends to eat his food like if he's got like four different things on his plate, he'll eat he'll he tends to eat them in like um, corresponding amounts. Like he'll take a a fork full of this and then a fork full of that and then a fork full of that and like kind of go around like a clock. Oh, that's adorable! It's I so honestly, I love the way that you discover people eat. I do too. <laughs> it's so intimate. And I have to tell you, I recently discovered, and 
like it quote unquote should be annoying, but it's absolutely not. Um, my beloved friend Jody, I am a multitask. I'm a food multitasker, <laughs> especially in quarantine. Like I will not eat and not be doing something. I will not just eat and sit down. I'm eating and standing and walking around. I'm eating at my desk. Like I need to multitask. Um, and be productive while I have a meal, Fair. unless it's like a social meal. And so, in the rewrites that I've been doing for the reunion with my beloved friend Jody, um, I would like show up to our Zoom with two eggs and toast, and she'd be like, "Oh, you can eat," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm good." And she's like, "Oh, no, 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 really, take your time." And I was like, "No, seriously, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to fucking go." And she was like, "I really don't. I really, I really just can't." watch and listen to people eating and i was like oh oh are you sure i could mute and she's like nope and i'm like okay i could mute and go off camera and she's like just come right back and i was like okay wow adorable so now like i'll try and sneak things if we're on a roll but i'm really hungry because i don't want to disrupt the flow and she's like is that a peanut and i'm like no i'm not a peanut peanut Mute or like um, when I'm on a Zoom with her uh, and like I'm waiting for dinner. That's also how I can give us uh, um, a hard out for when we're gonna have when we're ending our meeting. Right on, because the food is coming, and I know Jody doesn't want to be there. That is that's wow. That must be very difficult socially. Like mm. I, I mean, half of what we do as as we have learned in, in COVID times when you're like, well, even if I do see a friend, I guess we're just going to sit in a park. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So Your options have to win. Socialized to, to like be eating and drinking. I, um, I have a relative who has misophonia, which is the like, can't hearing people chew. I mean, that mm. means that means that can mean a million different things, but his, he doesn't like hearing people chew. And right. It just makes your eyeballs go all right. Crazy. Yeah. And the first time I heard that, I mean, we were, he was probably, it's Don's little brother. So he, Chris was probably maybe like 11 or 12 by the time he started actually speaking out about this. So I was in oh my, my 20s. And I think everybody thought it was bullshit at first. I think everybody was yes. like, he just wants to eat in his room and he's being a brat. Oh, no. And then maybe, maybe two weeks later, I heard a thing about misophonia on um, This American Life. And I was like. Oh, I mean, I guess it makes sense that some people don't like it, but like to be viscerally upset about it is a very different thing from just like, I don't like it. And it's real. Yeah. It's yeah. totally real. Right, exactly. And I feel, I feel very bad. Like I love eating with other people. Anyway, that's yeah, the end of my me story. Too. For me, it depends on the food and it depends on the way that the person eats. There, I oh. definitely have some where it's like petting a cat backwards and I'm like, oh, but um, yeah, I, you when know. you when you find out that somebody wants to eat and talk at the same time, which is fine. I mean, I do a little bit of that and I do it more with people who I really know. But I sure. when you're like facing someone and you're just like, oh, no, no, finish what you're. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, I can't. Oh, oh, we're doing it now. OK, well, mm. Mm. Um, well, you made that choice. <laughs> and, I, and I feel so bad for this dude. But the, uh, one of the blind dates that I talked about on a recent show he he's he was so sweet he was a nice dude he he was the one that ordered the pizza burger and just basically wore half of it like he just had 
You can't eat a oh. burger with marinara sauce on it on a, on a first no. date. You cannot uh, like. What were you thinking? And or should you do that? It then must become a comedy routine, right? Then it has to be yes. like I'm a hilarious idiot for, and then like asking for like fourteen thousand napkins. Like it has to be. Oh my it can't, God, it can't right. be the elephant in the room. It has to be the subject of the rest of the afternoon. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have not been able to stop thinking about that guy, Nate, who you said <laughs> decided to eat only fish and onions as quote unquote a diet <laughs> with his brother and then was like, why don't girls want to bang me? <laughs> Gross. Spoiler alert. Gross. <laughs> What's even worse about that whole story is that I was still trying to get with him. I know, babe. I know. (laughs) No shame. It's so fun. It was, again, it was one of those things where I was like, it wasn't that I was super into him. It was like, I think I have a chance with him. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very different story. This this dude has a pulse and keeps making eyes at me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, If you make that many passes at me, I'm eventually going to be like, all right, why not? <laughs> that's that's oh, also not why do true. you smell like a what's a, a durian <laughs> i remember god i remember very clearly um someone so, took so. out a thing of altoids and they were like i have altoids and literally they were like who wants an altoid nate and put it right in oh, his face and he was like god. he goes oh no i'm good <laughs> Oh no! And the entire Be cast graceful. was like, "This is this is un- inconceivable. This is untenable. Mm. That it was untenable being sure. with a- oh god, oh fucking mighty, no, no, so awful." I like so so. Jen has a different setup for her stuff today, and right now it looks like she's she's looking down at me like I'm baby Jessica at the bottom of a well. <laughs> <laughs> on too I that d- one is just for you yes Rebecca. <laughs> I um I have been going on long walks and it was very chilly this morning but once I commit to yes. a hat that is my hair for the rest of the day I've always been jealous mm. of people who could put on a hat and then take off a hat and then <gasps> go about their lives because once I have a hat on my head like there's no coming back for it there's no coming back even if it is not a tight hat like my ha- my hair is ruined for the rest of the day. So until I can Completely. get in the shower. Speaking of which, you just reminded me that literally a year ago I ordered that Fleur de la Cur hat off of Etsy, <gasps> and I have worn it once, and that is a fucking Shonda. Oh, Shonda and a half. <laughs> That's Shonda Land. <laughs> it is Shonda Land. All these worlds in which I don't live with the weird hats that I buy. Oh, and I buy the I buy exclusively weird hats. Well, I would expect nothing. What if you just showed up in like a Yankees baseball cap? That would really worry me. Oh my I would God. be like, what happened? Do you want to know what my favorite cap ever was huh. in the 0.5 minutes that I was wearing hats? I had a figment, as in from Epcot Center figment cap. Um, from my fourth grade uh, family vacation oh, to Disney World, like a like a baseball hat. 
Yeah, it was a baseball cap. Yeah. I loved the fuck out of that thing. Oh, my God. is delightful. Figment was the best. Eric Idle, on the other hand, Eric Idle is not the best. Eric Idle is, he, I find him very disturbing. Oh, no. He's on, have you seen the updated Figment ride? Was he doing it then? The whole, that whole journey into imagination is now Eric Idle. And he's being uh-huh. British and he's singing along with the little dragon. And sometimes oh, he's sure. an actual sunshine. I don't, I love Monty Python. I think I've told you in the past that one of the ways that I knew I was going to be able to be friends with someone was if they got a Monty Python joke. And I was like, oh, thank God. We all nerds go through that yes. period of time. <laughs> However, Eric Idle out of all of them is my least favorite. I, I don't know what my thing is against him. But, John Cleese remains the best one. Oh, yeah. Pff, uh, hands Although I down. have to say, John Cleese, because Faulty Towers. I never got into Faulty Towers. Oh, shit. It is so good. I could, <laughs> it is I so could get good. into some Britcoms. Yeah, I could absolutely. Oh, it's brilliant. He's, they're all so fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's obviously a product of its time. Whatever right. year it was, 1980 maybe. Um. <laughs> But it's just, I cannot recommend it enough. Excellent. Faulty Towers, so fucking good. I will check Fuck it out. Buddies, if you want to Google it and you're not familiar with it, Faulty is spelled F-A-W-L-T-Y. Yes, correct. Faulty. It's correct. Basil Faulty. I watched a lot of um, Keeping Up Appearances with my grandmother, the Hyacinth oh, Bouquet nice. one. Yes, um, yes. Which, in hindsight, was kind of a lot like um, Married with Children, which she also really loved. My grandma was so funny. I loved, I watched Married with Children with my parents. Oh, I watched it with my grandma. She loved it. She would watch it without fail every day. (laughs) And she sang along to the theme song. It was so cute. I don't know what she liked about it so much. Because she generally would be like, those people are trashy. (laughs) They are. They're so trashy. But then again, like Ed O'Neill was so lovable as Al. Somehow, I mean, like, the Ed O'Neill in my eyes, please don't, please don't prove me wrong, Ed O'Neill, could do no wrong. And Katie Seagal and Christina Applegate. Oh, for sure. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my God. She was brilliant. That show was just fucking so good. It was so good. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, What was I thinking about before that? Oh, uh, uh, Hyacinth Bouquet. Nope, hats. All the way back to hats. <laughs> back to hats. Um, I have <laughs> never, like once or twice my mom made me wear um, hats with brims like that. Like if we were going camping or something like that to keep ticks out of my hair. Um, but uh, <gasps> I, I was okay with painter's caps. I didn't mind. And looking back on it, it's probably because my head has always been so big like give me that stretchy <laughs> thing i don't want the little snappy thing i don't want the weird slidey buckle thing like i want something stretchy and i liked putting all my hair up in it um so i was into the painter's caps for sure but that, that is a moment that's oh. like 1991 mm-hmm. 1992 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in your fucking oh with puffy dazzled sweatshirts puffy yes. paint overalls Yes. What on earth? How did we have this moment of fashion where everything was so, so aggressively DIY? 
I loved that moment. That was the, that was my most formative moment for sure. And I was like, this world is where I belong. And then it got all fucking heroin chic. And I was like, no, 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 no. Bring back the puppy paint. Bring back oversized baggy t-shirts and like fucking wind pants. Yeah. Get in there. That yep. is my shit. Yep. Slap Never socks returned. with some high tops. Slouch socks over stirrup leggings. Yes. Ah! Yes. <laughs> we were lucky to by have way, seen that advent. Yes. Hmm? By the way, when you said ticks, back to spider cast fuck bunnies. Oh my god. Ticks are spiders. Um, Did you know that? Have we talked about this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Arachnids. Yes, they are. And we have not discussed it, but I am well aware. Uh um uh maybe it was Marianne Kirby. I think it was Marianne Kirby. Uh, you just our said beloved. That as though I had like doubted you on some sort of very fundamental level. You're like, I am well aware. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me tell you. Marianne Kirby, I love her. She's been on fire I on Twitter lately. Her. Yes, she's oh I love her so much. Um uh she was out in the wilderness and she posted like, Hey, did you guys know that there's currently like some kind of congressional inquiry into um into this these these bits of information that seem to suggest that Lyme disease was created by the government in the mid 1900s as germ warfare, but the ticks escaped and we ended up fucking ourselves. Well, that surprises me not at all. But no, I had not, not heard about that. I know, isn't that upsetting? Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. The I more mean, you there's really probably don't want to know. Million cover-ups. Yeah. <laughs> the more you blop. <laughs> like the shooting yeah. star. The shooting star like bounces <laughs> off of something in the rafters and then comes back and hits the camera in the eye. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I have such a success story for you, by the way. Ooh. You know how well everybody, you, me, all of our listeners, I'm sure, like recommendations. You have to you have to say them at the right time for them to land with someone and for them to actually pursue it. Oh sure. Um, and it's you know it's not a personal thing. It's just our brains are so fucking overwhelmed at all given times. And so you know, like uh, the 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 success ratio in someone following up with a recommendation is I'd say pretty low. <laughs> it depends um, on the how, need. It depends on that person. It does need depend on the, that moment. The need. Yeah. That's true. But, like, especially with entertainment, like, mm. I will file these things in the back of my head and return to them years later. Oh, sure. That's essentially what I do. Um, I have a very long waiting list. And it all and it all is prioritized underneath watching things I love over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But my friend Angela and I were, were commiserating, and she was like, I could just really use a good comedy. And I was like are you familiar with The Last Man on Earth? And she was like, no. And I was like, this. And I pitched it. And I was like, you know, just like, I oh, I did. Oh, I pitched that show so hard. I That's pitched so it harder funny. than Will Forte. And, <laughs> and she was like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing that, you know, we do these things when we can. And the next time I, I talked to her, like five days later, she was like, at the end of this long and uh vexing meeting she was like oh hey i meant to tell you we watched all of the last man on earth and then watched it all over again oh 
and we told our neighbors about it, and now our neighbors are obsessed with it, and I cannot tell you oh, how much that made my day. After this meeting where, like, square pegs were absolutely not fitting round holes, and we were having a bunch of tech hiccups, and it was just super frustrating and vexing, and then... And then she gave me that news and I was like, oh my God, day made immediately better. Oh, yes. I love Thank you. it. I, I love know, that. It's such a success. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I don't know how, how this happened at all just now, but you said tech hiccups and I heard hiccups, but my brain thought about cupcakes and now I think I'm going to make cupcakes later. <laughs> Maybe oh, while watching to make Last me Man cupcakes. on Earth. Um, yeah. Do you know? So we mostly know Kristen Shaw from um, who is on Last Man on Earth. We mostly uh, relate to her from um, Baba Flight of the Concords. Uh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Don does this great impersonation that I can't even do of her when when she as Mel says that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit and he says it all the time it just murders me that's all i love my her. husband's cute and funny ah uh, so good i love when people are just hiding really good impressions did you see um and mother's day is coming up so this is something that people might want to put on their radar it's a comedy central special but you should be able to find, nice. you, can, you know, if you can get Comedy Central things. It's called Call Your Mother. Um, and it's interviews with comedians and oh. their moms, including Aquafina. Oh, my God. Um, Christian Shaw. Well, they don't, you don't get to meet all their moms, but you get to meet David Spade's mom and you get to meet Christian Shaw's mom for sure. And can I just. Ooh. David Spade's mom is the cu- the cutest. And Kristen Shaw's mom is just like, I always knew she'd be famous. She's amazing. Look at her. Everything she does is wonderful. And it's so cute. Aww, like I would I would watch it again. Ma. I would watch it again with you. I don't know if I can do a screen share with something like that. I need to figure out how to do things like that. I feel like I um <clears throat> I feel like I kind of gamed out this uh pandemic. In the same way that I'm doing the long game, um, not getting a driver's license and waiting for self-driving cars, where I'm like, I don't really have to learn how to use Zoom properly, do I? Like, <laughs> at some point, we won't be Zooming again, right? <laughs> but that's not true. We'll be Zooming forever. I mean. I hate uh, video chat. You know, I'm actually, I, I, I know, I know. I am seeing, though, um... I'm seeing some really beautiful, heartbreaking commentary that I'm actually feeling myself. And, mm. and I've got friends feeling it too, which is like, there's so much excitement over like vaccines and life back to normal, vaccines and life back to normal. I'm like, slow your roll. First of all, because we don't know what all this means. Quite, quite honestly, we don't. The only thing the vaccine really truly promises is you are less likely to die if you get COVID. And if you hang out with a ton of people who are vaccinated, you're way less likely to get COVID. Right. Um, However, people are not emphasizing that at all. (laughs) Right. People are just like, the vaccine will fix everything and we can do things as we did. Uh, Let alone the fact that like Ebola is now loose in the U.S. Sorry, I I didn't see that. People are dumb. I didn't see that, but it doesn't surprise me. Nope, not at all. There are like a number of Ebola cases and they're trying to keep them down. Um, but uh, what, I, what I'm seeing is from a lot of friends is that like as 
difficult as this year has been, and of course it has, it's also created opportunities for people to do a lot of things that they wouldn't have had access to before, especially folks with disabilities. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 and more yes. And I think that I think that my ho- my hope though is that people don't from here on in lean back on Zoom as a way to say that their event is accessible instead of making the live right. event accessible. I can see that happening, right? Where they're right. like, "Well, we're also doing yeah. a Zoom, so we don't need any ramps." Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm just throwing nothing, it out there because I don't trust you IRL. Right, and then also, of course, the the fact that the being the Zoom access is like also the quote unquote bastard stepchild to like the in person full ability yep. spectrum. But there's so much in terms of access and ability when it comes to equal access and disabilities. Um, as well as just like location, where you are in the world and what you're able to do now. Like I'm studying with a studio that's in LA that has only ever worked out of LA. And now they've got students all over the world. And I'm so happy that I'm working with them because they're really great. Yeah. And I love that. That is and a great like, point. And I, and I definitely see a lot of friends already kind of grieving that everybody else is just so amped to be back in person. And like, I don't know. I'm, I don't exactly feel that way. So I I have a lot of empathy for that. And also I think we're going to need to be very patient and understanding as a society. Uh, not that we've succeeded in doing that so far, but like I really, on, I really do honestly think that this is not going to end it. I think it's going to greatly mitigate it i think it is super important and i will feel safer having my shots but i'm probably still not gonna take a lot of fucking chances right right i'm gonna um, get my shots and go back home right (laughs) i um uh don and i went to the rubin museum in new york yesterday which is r-u-b-i-n and once again if you are a person who feels okay in a grocery store for like let's say a half an hour Right, which is about as long as it takes any normal person. That's a good barometer to get in and get out. If you're okay with the grocery store and the number of people who are in your space in the grocery store, I cannot recommend enough going to a museum right now. It has been a joy of joys in ways that I can't yeah. fully even to be in these places, especially in New York City, because they're always packed. Like there's slow seasons and stuff, but like chances are, if you're at the Met, if you're at the um the Natural History Museum or anything like that, now the Rubin is a much smaller museum. There were only like eight of us there the whole time we were there. Um, but go like you have the place to yourself. You can walk right up to anything that you've ever wanted to look at. Some of the touchscreen things are gone, but those are always nasty anyway. Uh, if you if you feel lost and you're like, what the hell? Oh, God, go to a museum. But um, we went to this we went to this museum, which is Himalayan art. Um, and it talks Ooh. about like whether the Tibetan the Tibetan influences were um, taking control at this time or whether it was more Chinese influences. It's so fascinating. It's so pretty. It's very sexy because a, a lot of the depictions of the gods are like embracing or actually like having sex. Um uh, and the style of the art is beautiful. But R-U-B-I-N Museum, you can look at all of their stuff online. We went directly mm. across the street to Housing Works, which is a thrift store that I believe helps provide uh, 
housing for LGBTQ folks, particularly people with uh, living with HIV. And I saw this painting, which I will I will send you, which we can post maybe. The world should see this painting, and I haven't posted it anywhere. It was so horrifying and obnoxious. Um, to Uh-oh. describe it, it I, I, what I bet it was, was in in high school, we did this thing where we closed our eyes and traced swirls, or traced, drew swirls on the paper, and then tried to find a, a picture in there, and then painted on top of it. That's what it looks like. But in it looks like a, a, a person, a, a peach colored person in profile with a hat like this, like a like a slouchy beanie hat, like a snood, like a, like a snood um, yeah. with a head shaped like E.T. Um, uh, 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 point, pointy, pointy boobies. And sure. not a pregnant belly, but like a belly that looks like something's trying to escape from it. And then <laughs> oh, possibly no. a, a foot that looked like a foot and then something else that could have been an upsetting tail. Like it was no. so abstract and weird. And um, hate that. here's what I did. I, Don and I were the only people in this section. And I was looking at the paintings. I took two steps back. I had my phone out to take a picture of this thing. And this woman... Slot like three, two feet away from me, slides her body in between me and the painting. And I was like, wow, I, I, and I just decided to let her be in that space and then come back later. Um, But I was like, what? All of these paintings are ugly. There is no chance that there's something in here that was so important to you that you had not even saying excuse me and put your body in between me. And every time that happens, I'm just like, I thought at some point we might all get better about this, but we're clearly not. I thought that was my hope at the beginning was like, oh, maybe anyway. Um, I did not buy this painting. Uh, I thought about buying this painting, but at the end of the day. You thought about it? Oh, I thought about it, but I thought it might be haunted. I was like, I can't bring this creepy, creepy. It was over. It was creepy to the point where like a picture of it is funny. I couldn't have it in my house. It reminds me of when I was reading the book It and I had to sleep with the outside of my, like I threw it outside my room. I would have to put this thing on the fire escape. We could hang it on the fire escape for the neighbors to see. Oh, fuck. And then I'd get like attacked by people. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, it no, already followed me no. home in my brain. Um, yeah, uh, clearly you're going to have to sate your brain. I maybe should. Yeah, you I've should. I've been having bad dreams. Um, oh, honey. No, it's okay. We were, we had talked about since it was April Fool's Day to maybe like talk about stories of when we were foolish <laughs> or fooled. Yes. Um, the, the only yes. one that super comes to mind for me was when... Don and I got talked into a timeshare that wasn't even really a timeshare. It was, um, I, you know, I don't even know how we used to get information. Like in the mail, did someone call us? I don't know. But we went to this place in Hackensack, which I can never say without thinking Hackensack, ack, 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 ack. Um, Hackensack is a, a part of Jersey that I feel has almost little to no identity at all. Like, it's got, like, industrial parks, and it's got some office buildings, and I'm guessing people live there, but I just... As a previous resident of Hackensack Light, I can tell you, it has a ton of identity. Really? A 
Oh, but yeah, like but actual um, Hackensack, because it feels like it's right next to us, like the, all the Secaucus Mall stuff. I mean, uh, well, Kay and Packy used to live there, and and really Hackensack, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is like old Italian pride. Okay, old all right. blue collar Italian. Well, pride. let me let me so, take which, back know, what like, I just if... said. My entire impression <laughs> of Hackensack has to do with this industrial park and how we got ripped off. So that's you can see how yes! I would have a shitty taste in my mouth. I'm obsessed. Um, but uh, and my mom used to go to timeshare things because they would used to offer prizes. They would be like, "You you come, then we'll give you the stereo." Whether or not you buy anything, and my mom loved a free thing. So. Um, I was like, I don't of know. Course. It says that we get a free – it was like a free weekend trip to Vegas, I think is what it was, if you just came and listened to their spiel. Uh-huh. Um, it was definitely a free weekend trip. So the, we listened, and they we were like, Holy we can't shit. do any of this, but we we bought we, – I'm going to say we spent like 150 to $200 on buying one of their prepaid – vacation things with the understanding that once you were there you would then have to go to another timeshare pitch and i was like i don't care about that that's fine Mm. this seems like a good deal it's like a four-day escape they paid for the plane fare wow we got home that seemed like a good deal yes we got home and we're not able to log into anything with the login stuff that we were given Oh, fuck. No. So then we went back and they weren't the person at the desk's job is obviously to not let people buy. But I started throwing a fit because I am my mother's child. And we wound up talking to the person who sold it to us. He was like, I don't know what happened, but here's my login here. I'll show you. And he logged in there and showed us and we went home and did it and we were locked out again. So we <gasps> we never got to take that trip, and we I was like, if I go back there, I'm gonna come back in with a machete, like I'm gonna be on the news. We can't go back there again. <laughs> I'm gonna fully murder someone. Um, and I thought about going oh, to like Seven on Your God. Side or something like that, but who knows how many people those idiots ripped off? But why? Yes. Why? Why did I walk out of there with a sense of like, oh, th- this person has made things right? <laughs> They did not make oh, things please. right. <laughs> That's so awful. I mean, I, I I have played in many ways, strangely. I have played the one legit person in a scam environment. And I, I don't heart. love that for me. <laughs> I know. But like from, from like being employed at... It wasn't Barbizon, and I don't mean to totally shame the the name of Barbizon, but I feel like there's legit Barbizon, and then there's illegit Barbizon. You know what I mean? Well, and, and many different buddies. shades in between, yeah. I mean, not just Barbizon, yeah. not just that name. But no, I know what you mean. There's stuff where it's like, oh, you have to buy your headshots here. and Right, right. And like, I feel like Barbizon is an excellent example of a place that technically is legit, but it is somehow used in these nefarious ways, whether that's because it's like franchised out or whatever. Yeah, I and so it depends on who's in charge. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. But um, I worked for a similar entity. I worked for one of those entities who would take out ads on the radio and say, is your child adorable? Do you love their smile? Would they fit oh, in? Would they fit 
fit in well on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel? Do you know that your child deserves to star in a television show? Come on, bring your child to such and such. God, and deserves uh, to. That's wonderful. I, I had a shady motherfucker who uh, who worked for them for somehow i don't know how that happened he worked for them and i was like what are you doing and he's like i'm legit teaching commercial copy like i'm i'm teaching classes and i was like "Uh uh-huh and he was like you should come teach classes they need more teachers and i was like i mean i don't mind teaching children how to act that's fine um i had already had the of course lifelong experience but then also um you know like working at the camp and I had an interview with them, and they were all very friendly. And I was like, this went really well. Of course it went really well. It's a motherfucking scam. Um, mm. I, uh, my interview went really well, and I worked for something like $25 an hour, which, you know, is is bupkis now in a way when you're doing that kind of work. Yeah. At um, the time, though, it was nice. At the time, oh, my God, at 22, 23 years old, forget it. It was perfect and um, and amazing and definitely more than I was making hourly anywhere else. And um, I, would t- I would legit teach these acting classes. So these kids were learning from me. They They were – their parents were also getting ripped off in other ways – because it was that, like, well, if you're going to be competitive, then you have to pay us for headshots and pay us for blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't know how scammy it was. I really tried to stay in my bubble of, like, at least if you pay for my class, you're going to, like, your kid will actually get to act. <laughs> right, exactly. Do these things. I'm going to give them a, a, just, a, you know, like a, a flailing chance here. Um, and I remember. I like that versus rem- a fighting chance. Yeah, it really was a flailing chance. Um, And my – and the guy who had brought me in was like, just so you know, when they give you the check, don't give it to the bank. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I had only ever been paid legitimately. (laughs) I mean, either a real check or in cash. That's amazing. That's exactly what he said. He's like, go go somewhere, go to a check cashing place. I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, they're going to charge you like 10 or 20 bucks out of the paycheck, but you're going to get your money. And I was like, why wouldn't I get my money? And he's like, it just doesn't happen sometimes. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> yep, that was my last job. I had to job. take my paychecks. <laughs> I had to take my paychecks to a cash a check cashing place so that was super illegitimate but i was like the only legitimate person there of course the scam where i was basically fucking kidnapped and and held as a talent slash client um by this fucking megalomaniac who just kept a stable of young women and tried to and tried to tell us that he was our uh he was our like manager slash a producer, but in actuality, what he was doing was um, stealing our identities. Um, that was fun. <laughs> like, I just, I, can it just be nice? Can it just, can how, it just no, be good? No, it can't. And how um, how is it possible? I mean, how is it? Po- I, I think, I wonder, I wonder if 
the reason why you and I are ready to believe these kind of things is because we have had wonderful people in our lives. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want to believe mm. that that good things can happen. Well, because good things happen to me all the time, and wonderful people come into my life all the time, and I've had yeah. incredible opportunities that landed in my lap that I was like, this can't be real, and then it was. But yeah, when I was the age that you were doing all of this stuff, I was the same. Where I was like, oh gosh, gee, really? Right. And also I think what is, what's unfortunate is that, you know, when we're being trained as actors, especially in theater, Ugh. we're being trained to expect chaos. Yeah, to expect chaos and, and also to know that the people in charge are messy. So yes. that doesn't even ring re- – that red flags don't even register because everybody's a fucking red flag in theater. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. and then there on top of it – egos. You're not going to understand them. They might intimidate you, but just stick with it. Right. It, All or, of and that. And if they're mean, it's their unhelpful. process. Oh, my God. Yes. Like the Jeffrey right. Tambor thing right. we were talking about. Barf. Yes. Um, yes. And um, – uh, 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 we're told to accept every opportunity to, to be like every opportunity could lead to something mm-hmm. better. We're not mm-hmm, taught to be mm-hmm. judicious about picking projects because everything at, when you're starting out, anything could be that big break. And it's all oh, such and it trash. No, <laughs> it's such trash. Yeah. Right. So when you're taught and, um, and trained to expect that chaos and embrace that chaos, those chaotic environments don't ring no. your alarm bells you the way that they would. A chaos paddleboarder. You're like, oh, yeah, I got this. I know how to navigate this. I know this kind of. I know this kind of egomaniacal narcissist personality. This is fine. Like, mm, no, no, mm. no. Um, we're we're also taught that like there are not always answers, and to just like hang in and 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 like the, it'll come to the show always goes on, so we'll we'll figure it out. Even if you're not getting paid in a way that makes sense, <laughs> even if even if you don't know why they're installing like a phone in your apartment, I mean all of these things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then I will tell you before I before I did training to be an actor, which is to say when I had more sense in my head, I think um, either maybe before college, because I think I was I think I had turned 18. But I want to say maybe the summer before college, all of my male friends were making bank in a pyramid scheme. And the pyramid scheme du jour was Cutco. <gasps> oh, I have so <laughs> many things to say about Cutco. Yes! Go ahead. Go ahead. So I had a couple of friends who were doing Cutco sales. And I want to say that what they promised you was like $18 an hour, which in 99, 2000, 2001, oh my God, such good money. Oh, sure. And... They seemed to like it just fine. They certainly didn't tell me otherwise. And so... Jen, tell the people what Cutco is, though. Ah! Cutco is one of the... It's not an OG multi-level marketing situation, but... um, it it is uh, it's that but knives. It's Avon but knives. Yeah. And what yes. you're taught to do, you're taught to walk <laughs> into strangers' homes with knives. <laughs> with knives, and then do really weird demonstrations. Yeah, yeah, like cutting and pennies in half and shit. <laughs> yes, right, right. And you're and you're taught this 
maybe not as a minor. I think that's why I waited until I was 18 because I think my male friends who had done this were of age. You have to um, – you, you must be 18 years old to walk into a stranger's <laughs> house with an entire set of knives. With a whole fucking set of knives. I can't even yeah. imagine the amount of waivers they must have people sign. I can't begin to imagine – and I cannot remember at all. What I do remember was that before they would hire you, you had to go to a whole day orientation. Sure and it was did. like me. I did. It was me and like two other teenagers at this like fucking office park, this business park um, in like a, you know, in uh, in this really teeny tiny a warehouse complex and that was shady enough and we sat down and we watched this presentation for a really really long time i want to say it was maybe a six hour day or something Mm. and by the end of the day i was like "Mm, i'm good (laughs) ridiculous once but i definitely felt like i was being taken into a knife cult for sure yeah 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 absolutely i uh (laughs) Again, and uh, Don's little sister, who is a, a lovely, lovely, lovely young woman. Um, I remember a few years ago, she was like, do you, I have to set up a certain number of, like, I can do a virtual thing, but I have to give a certain number of pitches for this. And I remember asking, like, I know that if you come in hot at somebody who's doing something like that and, they're, and you're like, this is a scam, run away. Sometimes it makes people dig their heels in and go, no, sure. actually, I just dumped five hundred dollars into this, so it can't possibly be a scam because oh, then I'm an idiot, no. right? I don't know. Is that I don't how know it that... starts? You buy all your knives or something? Uh, that I guess I that's don't know, but it is generally, yeah. It might not be with this one, which is why it's attractive oh. to younger people. But regardless, um, it, almost everything else is like that. Like if you're doing Avon or Mary Kay, you can just sell it. But if you don't give demonstrations and give free samples and stuff, then you're kind of fucked, and you have to buy yeah. all of that. So. Um, uh, 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 you know, I was very sweet with her and I was like, listen, I will sit and listen to you give this demo, but I want you to know that the amount of effort that you would put into anything like this, you could more or less start your own company. Like if you're going to put this much effort into trying to get people to buy things, if that's what you want to do, you could do this a different way and make a lot more money and not be beholden to anybody else. And mm-hmm, like maybe mm-hmm. three days later, she called me back and she was like, yeah, I just quit. I quit. It sucked. <laughs> yes. But I also told her mom, Good I was like, job. "You, just so you know what she signed up for, it is literally you're supposed to demonstrate the knives for people. And you are supposed to start with people you know, obviously, but then the idea is to get references. And you're sending your child into other people's homes with knives and the fact yes and and it's weirdly popular in the um in the mormon crowd um and in other like religious sects and things like that a lot amway is the same i don't i don't know why i don't know why i'm i want to say something slightly ugly about gullibility and i don't truly believe that but i don't not believe it um Cutco, fuck it. So you didn't do it. You did not do it. I didn't. No, no, I didn't do it. No, I had no. I, I was ready for none of that at all. Um, although I did, I played myself with like fundraising boxes of candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyone who's anyone remembers those big cardboard briefcases of candy bars oh, that you would 
use to like raise money for your team or a trip or something. I I gotta I stand those caramel bars. So hard. The caramel ones in that set. Oh, the caramello. They were yeah. They weren't caramello brand, but they were they were just like caramello, and they were yes friggin' delicious. Oh, our, I want to say the boxes that I got were always like Hershey's base. Oh, really? Oh, I'm talking yeah, 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 about there ones. there were definitely Reese's in there. I'm talking about ones that were specifically, they're like a fundraiser brand. Oh, interesting. No, oh, ours were always like commercial. Oh. Like, here, do you want to buy M&M's from me for a dollar? Right. And I was like, I want M&M's from me. Dollar. <laughs> like, I made the money because I paid the money. <laughs> I love this so much. I love this so much. Every time. Every time. It's so funny. I can't tell you how many candy briefcases I was given, especially in high school. Because I think we were using it for our choir trips. And, like, we were a really low-income school district, so we used candy a lot briefcases. of fundraising. Oh, my God. Yeah, yep. candy briefcases. Yes. I... All the, all the fucking time. I played myself so fucking That hard. is really but funny. But I never, I never actually opted into multi-level marketing. Mm. In, in fact, there's an office cold open uh, where Michael is holding a meeting with some of his employees and trying to get them enlisted in representing this brand. And Jim is trying to tell him it's a pyramid scheme. And he goes, no, no, no. And he explains why not. And Jim just goes up to the whiteboard and draws a yes! triangle around the... I think I've seen the, a gif of that. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> and Michael is like, oh, okay, everyone back to work. Like, That's, uh, that's bonkers. Um, the one time I did seriously consider it was um there's a jewelry company i think called silpata um but Uh but after i gave that a good long think because it's all sterling silver and it's what i like and i actually do think that the stuff is very pretty um and it's not crazy unreasonably priced but it's also still like if you if you consider the fact that this is geared towards like housewives and moms in middle america 50 bucks for a pair like of pandora 50 bucks for a pair of earrings well and that's the thing though i think that now that people are used to paying money for dumb shit like that um no offense to people who like dumb shit like that i <laughs> <laughs> doubling down Like it's got a specific name recognition and and the, and Selpata didn't, but that is what made me start trying to make and sell my own jewelry, which didn't go super well, but it did get me through a very troublesome time in my life, and it and I learned how to make yeah. sterling silver wire jewelry. Um, yes, but yeah, I was like, yes. but that same thing where I was like, if I'm gonna put this much effort into something, I want it to be mine. I want it. To I be have mine. to say, I remember. In, like, 2007 or something when Pandora was getting really big and, like, everyone had that stuff. We Andrew and I passed a billboard and he was like, would you want a Pandora? And I was like, no. Amazing. <laughs> Do I look insane? <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing in that vein that I like, and I went to a party when, um, in my sister's in West Virginia – um, one of her friends held it and I don't remember what it was called, but it's imagine like a little round thing, like a tiny pocket watch, except for it's clear. It's a locket. It's a clear locket. 
And when the chain is through it, it's closed. But if you take the chain out, you can open it. And then you can put little charms in it. And it is really, yeah. really cute. And it gets very, very it expensive very, very, very quickly. <laughs> right. Because you want to add new things like a little carousel horse right. or like a poop emoji or whatever yes. in God's name they fucking do. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you can get little discs in the back. I think that that is very clever and sweet. Um, but once again, yes. it is still like you have to have you have to do a Tupperware party for it. And that kind of yeah. direct marketing, I swear to God, it it loses you friends. Oh my God, it's awful. I, there is oh, there is a girl who I met online once in like a in like an like an actor's business group. Yeah, and she like I've never met her in person. She's in LA. I'm in New York. She had we're not even Facebook friends anymore. She has been sending me those terrible check in messages when someone joins multi level marketing, mm. and she's been doing it like every fucking week and like. I can tell it's a copy paste, which no shame. I have myself done copy paste here and there. But it's basically like a copy paste like, LOL, until we can catch up in person, wink. And I'm like, we've never met. Come on. Come on. At least say. At least own that. And yeah, exactly. Or send a personal text or something. Here's what I would do. I would send out the the bullshit uh, copy paste. And then I would text a couple friends and be like, hey, what's up? I'm doing this thing. I sent you something yes. that's obviously a forward. I know that yes, I know that you're uh-huh. going to know that this is like a, a stock letter, but I'm trying to cover all my bases. I really do believe mm-hmm. in this thing, and I would love to, like, I don't know, like give you a discount if you want to whatever. That's how I would handle it. For fucking sure. Right, right, right. Because then right. at least you still no, feel like this, a person ugh. to that person as opposed to like – Oh, my God. So, uh, Definitely do not a, feel like a person to her. A parasite host sort of situation. Yeah. The vampirism is fucking real. Mm. So um, <laughs> I answered a backstage ad with my roommate at the time, Michael. Um he, 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 I think this was like probably just before we went on Atkins and might have been why we oh, went on Atkins. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, this lady was looking for people to be in. She was going to it was going to be a paid infomercial kind of thing. And it was called Dance Off the Pounds. No, sorry. My bad. That's what people normally do. This was called Sing Off the Pounds. Oh, what? So it was like an aerobics thing, but then you were also supposed to sing along with it, mm. which doesn't sound like a great idea. And no. then it also came with a meal plan, like um, almost like a deal a meal style cards where it's like, this is how many calories you can do. And this is what you might do to get those calories during the day. But like you can have anything as long as it's within these calories. Yeah. Day. Oh, God. No. Um, and she was super plasticky and she was very much like, now, if you guys do this, I need you to stick with it because they want the before and after photos. Mm. And I want to say that we tried to do, I don't even remember getting so far as to, we never, she was going to do in-person workouts, but we were supposed to take a look at the the diet for a week or two beforehand. Mm -hmm. So we didn't even have like a VHS to do it at home. Michael followed the meal plan for three days and fucking fainted. Oh, God. 
God. Was it just I, – was it just extreme caloric restriction? Oh, yeah. I, I think that it was like a 1,000 a thousand calories. So it was no no limitations on what you eat, just the amount, of course. Right. Exactly. Oh, so if got you it, wanted it. to go ahead and just eat a slice of cake, then that's what you had for the day. Oh, And I no. think – I'm pretty sure he did something like that. Yeah, so, sure. Um. Uh. Yeah, and we fully ghosted that lady. Like, we, there was no oh, follow up. Oh, thank God. Good job. There was. Yeah, it was like no more, no more returning those phone calls. I always get very, very upset, especially for my older friends, like people who I can't quite fully deprogram, dematrix, because mm-hmm. it's just been a much longer time. You know, women in like their sixties and up. Um, of course. It, it's it's just difficult and you know they might the, some of the things that I say might help them but not not to the degree to which I would love to see them freed but whatever I do I have friends who definitely have done those kinds of programs um and and unfortunately this this sweet 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 guy I know who was like never I would never have described him as fat like he was just kind of a little bit softer sure I mean, maybe maybe dad bod, as they say, but like <laughs> as fat people, I would never have described him as fat. Um, and he certainly was not like a big and tall fitting guy, but he did he did one of those things that led to like some kind of fucking shake lifestyle. Oh. And the worst part is that they do they they look for actors. So they post this shit. When you're just starting, they post this shit on, like, New York castings and mm-hmm. backstage and sometimes even actors, actors access. access. Yeah. Right. And so they post these. And because you're brand new and you're not union and you don't really know what you're looking for, you just see these things that might promise you a stipend or more frequently, no stipend at all. The food provided is on us and we do something on camera that's going to be on the internet or on television, mm-hmm. which of course has no benefit for you or your real no. because it's just showing you as a before and after body. But you don't, you don't know that because you learn that chaos is expected. Narcissism <sighs> is expected. Right. And, uh, and that you should be happy for any opportunities. For that you get. any opportunity to get on camera. And I, um, that didn't play out for me with a diet thing. Although I want to say there was one I maybe almost fell for. There might have been one that I almost fell for. That kind of feels correct. But what I do know for sure is that uh, it also happened to me... Um, it happened, it happened to me with, uh, talk shows, talk shows do the same thing. And so when I was brandy new, like 2008, yeah, probably 2008, maybe 07, um, Tyra was, had her show on TV Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she was, she was over at, um, at, uh, Chelsea studios, um, at the television studio building where like Rachel Ray used to be on 26th street. Yeah. Mm at the television and, show building. Yes, that is exactly the, what it is. the television show building in Manhattan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she, her producers would often post like looking for featured bodies on the Tyra show and they would post what they needed. And I remember 
there was one that that like needed women of all sizes. And so they were specifically looking for body diversity in all different shapes and uh, proportions. And, um, and I put myself in and I got cast and we ended up meeting in like, oh God, where the fuck was it? Some horrible walk up black box space downtown. Like they couldn't, even TV money couldn't buy us something legit. And we all had to put on a Spanx slip. Bar. So it went, it went from like our mid thigh up. Oh, and we had to maybe wear a bra with it. I think it was. Yeah. Some, or like was it an underbust? An underbust that, thing. Yeah, yeah. That maybe went down as a wiggle dress and maybe you had to wear a cami or a bra. But either way, you were in this Spanx thing. And what we ended up having to do, which they only really told us once we were there and in this Spanx thing, and they were like, we're going to make sure everybody has something to fit them. Of course, mine was too little. And there may have even been women there who were larger than me. I can't remember. But they were definitely trying to fill their, like, size and race requirements and make sure they had women, mm. like, of varying ages, varying sizes and proportions, and across different ethnicity lines. And um, I – what they – what they were doing was creating a runway and on the sides of the runway were not wonderful people like fucking Tim Gunn and RuPaul and Michelle Visage. It was two men from each major racial category. So I (laughs) believe, yes, yes. They had two white men, two black men, two Latinx men, two men of uh, Asian American or Pacific Islander. Hilarious. Um, and those men were weighing what they found desirable in whom, who was disgusting, who was fuckable, who was blah, 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 blah. And of course, wow. they were deeply Shame encouraged. Shame on her. Oh, gross. Shame on gross. her. They were deeply encouraged to uh, like lean into whatever their basest instinct was. So on oh, one hand, shit, you got the baby. grossest of gross things that you would hear from these men in terms of just like slobbering, slathering objectification. And then the the dehumanization uh, and and disgust in body. So of course, what ended up happening was the doubling down of all of these racial stereotypes, which helped exactly no one. So the uh-huh. white men were only into you know. <laughs> I keep thinking about. Um, uh, I keep thinking about always sunny, and uh, there's a joke where. <laughs> There's a joke where Charlie and Mac are like, we all know what the perfect female body is. Skinny waist, big boobs. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what these two fucking white yokels were going for. You should have heard. No, you shouldn't have heard the way they talked about my body. It was, it was horrible. It was horrific. That's, that's bad. I'm so sorry that it those was people did that to you. Horrid. And um, and then, you know, of course you found more acceptance the more ethnic you went along the line. And it was just, it was just disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And the way that it was all manipulated to make, I mean, first of all, 
And these men were awful. Secondly, they were encouraged to be more awful by mm-hmm. these producers. The women were treated like meat. And what the only draw, the only reason I ended up doing this was because we were supposed to be on stage with Tyra. And we were supposed to be representatives of like, this is how you should treat women. Women of all sizes, women of every background. And so like, I actually had my heart in it. She only ended up selecting a couple from our group and I was not one of them, but they were like, make sure you come to the studio taping so that we can like maybe pull you on. So Uh I was there in the audience as these men were talking about my body and I heard things that were disgusting on on both counts they were all disgusting they were either just um you know wanting to fuck me or throw me in the trash which shocker um Mm. yeah and it was it was so gross and it was an awful awful experience and so deeply disappointing and dehumanizing and then I was like okay we're not doing this again lesson learned And then the producers called me again and they were like, hey, we're really sorry we didn't have you on stage this past time. We would love to include you in our next one. Would you like to do it? And I was like, to be on stage? Okay. Okay. Put me on TV. All right. And I did end up making it to TV because I ended up having to stand up in the audience and like speak out against these dumb white yokels. Uh, uh, And I remember people seeing me on TV and being like, were you on Tyra? And I was like, oh. Right, right. Please don't make me talk about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then, so the producers were like, yes, we would love to have you back and actually put you on stage. And I was like, cool, what's the, so what, is it another, like, body positivity thing? And they were like, no, we want to know what kinds of people you think of when you hear the name Marquise Tyrone. Uh, uh, oh no. Um, um, uh, Jaquare. And I was like, no, I am not playing this. Absolutely wow. not. This is abhorrent. This is abhorrent. <laughs> like, mm, I'm not playing your weird, creepy race baby game. Absolutely not. No. Yuck. Mm-mm. And I, uh, then decided I wasn't going to do talk shows anymore. Um, especially not that one. It was so skeezy. But what I did then legit audition for, and I remember this must have been why I was a little bit cagey about it. I then auditioned for What Would You Do? Which almost oh, yes, is that like was, a scam. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but it wasn't legit a scam because I actually was at ABC that was News cute. offices. It was yes, cute. That was cute. And I, I like that. And myself and the other bride that were in my sketch, got, uh, fuck buddies, this was my first TV job ever, 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 ever. I suppose being on Tyra in the audience and speaking out counts, but please don't hold that one against me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, please don't hold that one against me. Uh, what my real first TV job was, was doing this episode of What Would You Do, which was an anchor on ABC setting up a social experiment, a morality experiment. It was like Candid Camera. I don't know if it's still on, but it was like Candid Camera and actors would set up this quant- this moral quandary in front of 
bystanders who had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. And um, mine, which I auditioned for in ABC headquarters and then was cast along with two other very legit actresses. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. And we <laughs> shot in Kleinfelds and yes. the, the setup scenario was, and thankfully this went so much better than Tyra, but the, the offered <sighs> scenario, fucking A, was that um, there was a plus size bride, i.e. me, and then there was a street size bride. Uh, my dear friend Liz Holtan, who is a wonderful actress and uh, has been in a lot of really great things. Um, and the same woman played our mother and we did our scenarios not concurrently. So we would take turns over the course of the day as people shuttled out and everything. And basically... The moral quandary was how do people respond to a mother berating her, you know, magazine perfect straight sized daughter versus her fat daughter and both of whom are are supposed to be getting married. And right. And you look beautiful in that dress by the way. Thank you. That was a really good dress. That was a great dress. I loved that dress. Um and Kleinfellas was lovely and they were so sweet to me and Liz was great and Maria, the woman who played our mom, was really good. And also we had a lot of really good interruptions. Like it was a it was essentially a um a conflictless one. But I uh and and that was like the first time I was on TV on TV. And every once in a while, maybe like once a year, once every other year, what will happen is it will make its round on like Upworthy or something, you know, sites oh, uh -huh. like that. So things come, yeah, because things ebb and flow with that. Uh huh. Yep. And it's like, watch what this person says to this plus size bride. It will blow your mind. And I'm like, right. guys, it's a it's a real television show. Like this is not found footage. This is not someone's iPhone. This is ABC <laughs> cameras in 2008. Right. Like. You like calm your tits. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Um, but then, so the, I want to say the same year, same year, I ended up in the pool of people at a what would you do without knowing? So Andrew and I went to a diner early in the morning. In fact, the way he was working, like all we could do was hang out at like seven in the morning. So we went to this diner. Andrew was exhausted. I was exhausted. We just wanted to like have a nice egg breakfast, bringing it back to the podcast. Eggs. Um, we, we just wanted to have an excellent breakfast. So we get there and at the counter is this escalating conversation between seemingly a man who is HIV positive and this aggressive, uh, conservative, homophobic fuck who is uh, making a scene about learning that this guy has HIV. And at they're the both diner. sitting at the diner. At seven o'clock in the morning. And they're both sitting oh at the counter God. of the diner. And Andrew and I are in a booth. And I'm like, yes, I'll have blah, blah, blah. And we're watching this happen. And the aggressor is getting really aggressive. And like nobody's doing anything. And I'm looking around and I'm getting really anxious. And I'm like, Andrew, Andrew, we have to do something. And he's like, no, we don't. And I'm like, yes, we do. This guy is going to get – like something is going to happen. Someone has to interfere. But this guy was getting so aggressive that it seems like it – like to interfere would get you hurt. Yeah, that can be very physically scary. hurt. 
Yeah. And that was terrifying because I think they made him too aggressive mm. and not a much mm-hmm. like to make him an obnoxious asshole as opposed to this looming guy who might punch you in the face was yeah, maybe that's... not a great move. Right. But I was sitting there panicking. I'm like, no, we have to do something. Andrew, we have to. He's going to get hurt. This poor, this poor man. And I'm just like freaking the fuck out and he's like we don't have to do anything i'm like what are you talking about and he goes and he sighs and he goes there's a camera there 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 uh he's not doing this this person's doing that that couple in the corner is watching they're they're a plant and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about oh and he my goes, god and he the real- totally saw it all unfolding what a smart cookie and he- Oh my god, I can't. And he goes, but here's the real tell. The woman behind you has a Starbucks cup in a diner. <gasps> <laughs> Fuck buddies. If you learn nothing from us, learn that to be in a diner without diner coffee is like a felony. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh it's my a god. felony. And that was the number one giveaway. And lo and behold, the woman with People the might think the you producer, were a Russian spy if you're doing that. I That's know. insane. I know. And so the woman behind us slips a piece of paper over my shoulder. We unfold it and it says, please just stay quiet. We will buy you breakfast. And oh my wah. god, it's so cute. And once it all resolved, and I want to say nobody actually interrupted, but I was so grateful that it wasn't real. I yes. my, like my blood pressure just was going down. And Andrew <sighs> was so annoyed that we couldn't just fucking have breakfast. Right. He's still mad about it. He's still mad. It has I been can't blame 14 him. years and he's I love still that. pissed off. Oh, I, love I know. Brunch. God, leave it, leave it to Earth Size <laughs> to be mad forever. Um yeah. He's still mad. And and afterwards, I was like, oh my what what what's going on? They're like, it's what would you do? And I was like, oh my god, I was on your show. And so I'm like That's so chatting cute. with everyone. And I'm like, oh my god, yay, my TV show. And Andrew's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but literally all of the things that he said were cameras were cameras. That's amazing. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. God, he is so perceptive. That's insane. I can't. I can't even. I never would have gotten there. It would have taken me forever. I would have been the reveal. And honestly, I don't know how far I would have gone if it were just me. I might have called the cops, honestly. Yeah. You know what? That's probably what I would have done. And the police would have fucking shown up in the middle of this shoot. <laughs> That's absolutely what I would have done. Amazing. With, Amazing. Cuz cuz that dude was I mean that actor was totally being directed to go off the handle but he seemed like a crazy man who probably had a weapon. And I was like, "No. Uh-uh. Absolutely not." Uh-uh. Yeah. No, god, that's wow. I uh <laughs> I have a story about a TV show I didn't go on. Yes. Um and Do this it. was uh well first of all after after my TED talk I got two calls offering me reality shows if I wanted to like come up with the whole concept and I was like um oh my god that's amazing you got offers to develop non-scripted TV I that's did, a deal with and the devil I had absolutely no interest in it yes oh um, my god none- None whatsoever, because the only thing I could think of was, like, possibly a makeover show. 
Like, there's never going to be anything mainstream on TV with burlesque. It's just not going to happen. But, <gasps> like, maybe may, – the only thing that would have worked is if it had been, like – you remember when RuPaul's Drag Race did the Drag U University thing where they made women over? Maybe mm-hmm. something like that if it was just, like, a whole series of burlesque makeovers. But I was, like, completely uninterested in that. And then they were, like, well, you know, there's ones where we follow people around. And I was, like, I was working at Waywire then, and I was, like, there's – I live the most boring life. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't follow me around. You're going to be so sad. Um, but then later, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like last summer-ish or, or thereabouts, I got a call from a producer for T.D. Jakes. Do you know who this is? No. So he is a an evangelical minister oh. who I believe goes by Bishop. And, okay. And all I know is that he he has a book that's called like Woman Thou Art Loosed. Like oh, um God. <laughs> and I I know him I know him from the days of my gay preacher. Yeah, he I was to love that's, TDJ. That was the mm, that was the bell mm-hmm. that was ringing in my head for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I right. So um he <laughs> this producer was like no no we we want you to come and talk about you know body positivity and plus size etc and all this and we would really like your message and i said i'm going to i'm going to ask you this question does the bishop know that i'm a stripper and he was like uh we know that you do burlesque and i was like i take my clothes off on stage i have been naked on stage is this something that he knows? And it's he was sister like, act. It's sister yeah. act. Right. <laughs> so, oh right, exactly. So he, he was like, no, no. I was like, everybody knows. Everybody knows. And I was like, and you are not going to pull some switcheroo where you try to make me feel bad about that? And he was like, why would you think that? I was like, why do you think That's I would think no. that? That's not a no. That is no. not a no. God. Um, so like I hung up and I thought about it and I was like, I was like, you know what? Even if that is what happened, I feel like I could handle it. But, and they were going to fly me to LA. And I was like, is there a way in which I don't want to kill everybody after this? And I just decided no, there was not. Because they were only going to pay me an appearance fee, which is what? Like, I don't know, 400 bucks or something. Yeah. And, and then my plane fare. Um, and I was like, no, thanks. And it turned out that the person who they picked was a lovely, very normal, possibly an actress person. Um, I wound up looking up the the episode later and they did not attack her and there was no weird edge to it at all. However, why on earth would I ever think? Well, I don't think that I could comfortably sit there and talk about the stuff that's really important to me and about like, I don't know, uh, uh, sexual expression and stuff. That's not. It the producer, if they really thought that I was good for it, doesn't understand their audience. For sure, like the TD yes. Jake's audience right. would it, not have enjoyed that. So. No, definitely not. You were spot on. Um, I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. I, I was gonna say over like over like four hundred days, <laughs> which is crazy town we talk a lot (laughs) we talk so much and honestly like uh honest i mean this got me 
through 2020. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was the only thing that I had that I felt like I could handle. Like I can look forward to this yeah. and and it's yes, manageable. Yes. And, and on days when it wasn't manageable, we didn't do it. And on days when we needed it more, right, right. we did it more. Yeah. Ugh. Yes, it was very um it was very intuitive and very much like gut based and coming from a place of love and never obligation. Yep. Which is so good. Yep. Uh yeah. I uh I just want to mention I was recently interviewed for a summit that is coming up um spearheaded by a, a wonderful person named Tiffany Sparrow. Um and what it is, is it's called the Love How You Look Masterclass Series. And it's a series Lovely. of, um, I guess, about 45-minute to an hour-long um, interviews that she has done with folks like myself um, and such as uh, Roz the Diva, who we love. We hung out with yes! at – Yes! Yeah. We love Roz. Oh, my God. She's magnificent. Yes. And uh, various other folks. Now, um, uh, this gal is out of Canada. So a lot of these folks, I believe, are from the Canadian market. I'm not familiar with everyone. But as I'm starting to friend and tune into these speakers, they all look really, really awesome. Um, and I'm so thrilled to be part of this. And it is launching soon. Uh, so it's nothing. I don't think anything's going to be live until April 6th. Second, but um, it will be uh, summit.lovehowyoulooknow.com slash Lillian. And that is the invitation from me. Um, so we'll post that in, in various that. places. Uh, and I I don't know. I think it's going to be worth checking it out, you know, and even if it's not something that you want to ingest all of, which I there are, I can't count. Like 30 people, 25 people involved. So, yeah, maybe you don't have 25 nice. hours <laughs> that you want to put. Oh, I mean, maybe you oh do. My God. Well, you certainly want to turn it, tune into Roz and Diane Bondi, also, who is an incredible yoga person. Oh, rad. yeah, you would know Diane. Um, uh, uh, that name sounds very uh, familiar. Uh, yes. And um, anyway, it's going to be good. So, I just wanted to plug that. Yay, Mazel Tov. I, I, I would like to plug moss balls also because my friend has just gifted me a moss ball. Um, I think so she called describe it. Describe this to me. Yeah, I think she called it a marimo, I think is what it's called. But it, imagine mm. like a little fluffy ball of plant life that is about the size of a marble shooter um, or a large gumball. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, it is, it, mm -hmm. you can tell it's alive cause it's always bubbling. It just like lets out little bubbles and you keep it. Oh, it's breathing. Yes, you keep it in water. Um, and. Totally submerged. Uh, yep. Yep. And, uh, I've got, like I said, I've got some crystals in there with it, but it's so sweet and cute. And then like every week you change its water and you squeeze it out. I can't wait to where, you, where did you where did you get it? And then I have to tell you one more story where I was a foolish idiot. Oh sure, <laughs> from my friend uh, Gigi Surreal, who is also a burlesque performer and costume person. Um, make sure you give me the resources for that because I want a Marimo. Yes, absolutely. I want many Marimos. Um, uh, they remind me of that thing that I don't understand on Star Trek. Tribbles. Yes. <laughs> That thing I don't understand. Okay. 
Those were actual animals, though, I believe. Ah, uh, yes, right. They were, they were much more complicated so, organisms. <laughs> so my moss story is, oh my God, my fucking accent, my moss. Uh, my moss story is that I got sucked into Pinterest and found a moss wall. And I was like, how do this? And, and I found some wonky, janky, backwards, dark web explanation of how to make a moss wall. And do you fucking know what I did? Thank God I did not do it at my house. I did it at my apartment and I did it outside on my balcony, oh, my word. which was all brick. Mm-hmm. And it was like on a wall that has some grip. So brick is great. On a wall that has some grip, make this, make a smoothie, a milkshake smoothie of moss, like actual moss. So I went on moss gathering adventures, uh, soil, buttermilk, and something else. Wow, that. And in my blender where I make real people food. <laughs> I was like, boop a doo doo buttermilk, moss, soil. And I put it on and all you could just hear is like rocks, 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 rocks. <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing it. I took a paintbrush that I could never, ever use again. I went out onto my balcony and was like, doo 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 and just painting this shit onto the brick and then watering it every day, like throwing a bucket of water on it. It mostly just ran down the wall and sadly onto my, I'm sure, under neighbor's balconies, which I'm sure they super did not appreciate. It was so disgusting. Nothing ever grew. I had to throw out the blender and I never got my moss wall. But I believed that buttermilk could make dreams come true. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yup. Oh my God. So, you know, for, forever a goddamn fool. God bless our naive little hearts. And fuck buddies, God bless you for listening. Oh, forever and ever and ever. Yes, thank you for being with us for all these many, many episodes. We love you, and we're we love each other, and we're so grateful to be able to share such stupid shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> stupid earnest shit. <laughs> what a deep wellspring. All righty. Oh God. All right. So, I guess bye bye then. Welp. I bye bye. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> on the other side of what? <laughs> on the way to 200 we'll see you on the way to 200 oh look at you ambitious oh i'm very i love it happy april forever. fool's day happy april fools none of this was make-believe we regret to inform you <laughs> we did all of these things God surprise this whole time it's been a finance podcast <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Have we got a timeshare for you? <laughs> While you're here. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about vacationing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, signing off.